Hi, Sophia. Hello, Tom. You okay? Good evening. Good evening, listeners. Good evening. Or whatever time you're listening to this. Yeah, exactly. We sorry, don't know. sorry, sorry. <laughs> How's it going? One week since the capital was stormed. Yeah, madness. And we, disclaimer, this is a re-record because the first time I was too tired <laughs> and you could hear it all over my voice. No, and I'm glad so, as well because at least... Naturally, more's happened since. Yeah, more's happened since. And yeah, for once, this is closer to the date that it's actually being released. So it's not... Yeah, it's this much, is hot off the press, kids. Yeah, hot off the press. If you're listening to this on the day that it came out, let's this was go, recorded let's go. less than 12 hours. The goalposts keep moving, but it. we're just going to try and, yeah. you know take a stab at it so yeah all right so you want to hit them off with a summary don't you yeah i don't know what we're calling this episode murica murica i want to call it i feel like it should be called the uh, the, the aftermath or mm, something like that yeah you know so, so you'll see what it's been called um so yeah some context kind of a brief summary uh so last wednesday so the wednesday you're listening to because <laughs> you're listening on the day right what's the actual date time's going so wait let me pull up the calendar so much for a brief summary 6th of january yeah oh okay well for when it happened yeah sorry yeah 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 6th uh, 6th of january uh around one o'clock p.m um during a day that was meant to be for the house to come together so this is in the u.s obviously uh, for the house to come together to certify the election results which is typically a very um administrative I said ministerial yeah, last time. Worried, yeah, you know. <laughs> Administrative <laughs> yeah. and sort of mundane process. Uh, and th- not this year. Uh, Trump did a, a kind of protest outside the Capitol um, and then sort of drummed up a lot of support for his cause to basically encourage M- Mike Pence, the vice president, to overturn the election results during this certification process in the capital so he was drumming up all the all of this kind of rage and um well i don't know what you call it what do you call those people maggers or yeah uh the kind of the rage or the excitement around getting mike pence to overturn it and he yeah. kept saying in his speeches if mike pence knows what basically paraphrasing but if if, if Mike Pence knows what's good for him. He will do his duty to overturn the results. He has no power to do that as vice president. So even though he's in the building and he's doing the process of certifying the results, he has no power to just say, no, I don't like this. You can't, you know. So Trump is asking for something that's impossible, but he's nonetheless getting a bunch of people, thousands of people uh, to to sort of get behind that message. So then, sure enough, the process, you know, is underway. And it seems like Mike Pence isn't doing that. (laughs) And things are kind of ticking along. And they are already in... The people in the Capitol, the Republican folk that want to try and do everything they can to slow down the process at the very least, they'd love to overturn it, but at the very least they'll slow it down. They can object the um, votes so we so they do it through alphabetical order and they got to Arizona and sure enough a Republican says oh I object and it's been you know I've got a signature from a certain senator just for context um so there were six states that that was disputed by them yeah so if you cast your minds back to November and there were some states that were swing states 
Uh, Arizona is typically a Republican state, as is Georgia, as is, uh, I think, last last election, Michigan and Wisconsin were sort of in between. Yeah, that's like the, the post-industrial Rust Bowl area. Yeah, so they the, some of these states over time have sort of been swing states and they, they swung blue this time. And that has always been a point of contention and, and something that Trump and his team have tried to overturn through... I think 60 plus lawsuits in various yeah, capacities across those lost. states. And I think he has like a 59 to one, like loss ratio going on. Like he hasn't succeeded virtually in any of these. Um, I think the one thing or a couple of things he lost was really kind of immaterial. Uh, sorry, the things he won didn't actually impact the results at all. Anyway, so kind of, you know, months go by and we're now doing this certification process and the the what the republicans or the, what the senators in the in the capital can do is say oh I, I object to this and then they go away for two hours i think and debate it and then nothing can really happen i mean you have to have like really you know mountains of evidence at that yeah. point to to kind of overturn that and result. also as well if there was evidence it would have come up during the trials exactly like during and that would be trials. part of that process of yeah. debate of that two hours exactly. which would be to say oh well you know there's not enough evidence or the evidence you put forward in the court of law didn't pass so you don't really have evidence yeah. kind of thing and also as well it's a bit of grandstanding because the certification period um process that they were undergoing um was is more ceremonial yeah exactly that's what it's, it's just like this mundane sort of thing uh and it would be in such extreme cases for those objections to actually materialize. But nonetheless, they, they, they're just kind of, like you said, grandstanding. They're trying to just show that they don't like the result. Yeah. And they're trying to slow down the process and make it very really, really inconvenient, you know, kind of poor sportsmanship type stuff. So then that's what we think is going to happen that day. And actually, you sat me down. You were watching it on the TV and you're like, oh, yeah. Sphere, like, it's going to go down. Like, we're going to watch some yeah, drama. No, I kept like, some rumors. lighthearted drama. Yeah. And we sit down, and it only gets to Arizona, yeah? So bear in mind, we're, so the, like four big, states we're at the top of the alphabet at this point. <laughs> we haven't even started. And before they can even... I think they're about to go and debate or something. Yeah, they and split these, to go to the Senate and that, Yeah, and, and the these, processes, and, yeah. Uh, these processes... These protesters outside start to get rowdy. And anyway, long story short, they eventually kind of break barriers, get into the Capitol. They spend a couple of hours in there. And all of the um, representatives in the capital have been kind of um, locked down, uh, moved, evacuated in some cases. Mike Pence was being evacuated as people outside were chanting, hang Mike Pence. Yeah, which is Cle crazy. Clearly by this, you know, the message has got out that he didn't in fact yeah. overturn the results as Trump intended. Um, and so, so he's been evacuated and lots of people have been moved to what they said was an undisclosed sort of safe location in the, in the building. Um, and so nothing has, uh, so kind of after that aftermath, it's been about a week, right? And Trump has yet to publicly pr pr uh, kind of announce support for Mike Pence or show that, or kind of um, ask his followers to, and they are followers that, you know, there's, um, to sort of back down and, and say, oh, Mike Pence, you know, he couldn't have done anything. Yeah, he did actually. his best. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't to, publicly supported yeah. him. He's come out to um, obviously try and backtrack from, from himself, and distance self himself from self the self-preservation, but, but yeah. he hasn't sort of, he, he didn't 
condemn the chance to hang Mike Pence at all, you know, any of that. So that's the first thing. So Mike Pence is in a precarious situation. The second thing is that clearly after this and after, you know, dozens of senators were put under real, you know, grave danger, um, there hasn't been a kind of formal investigation per se into what's happened. And that's due to kind of a few reasons that, you know, which body does it sit with? There were failures amongst many different bodies, um, like the Capitol well, Police, well, the National Guard, I'm Trump hearing reports himself. That they are investigating, but they haven't like reported back or yeah. like made. But that's, they haven't the, made yeah. public like their clear lines of inquiry or anything right. like that. It's, what we do know though is that the FBI has been arresting a ton of people. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, I read 40,000 tips have been sent into the FBI. Crazy. So the public themselves, even if the event itself, which was very preventable, by the way, yeah. all you had to do is just have more police and more police presence, the same way you had for the BLM protest yeah. last last year, uh, which was kind of over, what's the word, like sort of heavy handed um, because what BLM protests are going to, you know, expand to that where they're going to storm the cap like anyway um so in this situation it could have been prevented where you had a higher police presence but they didn't have that um and so even even if the the day itself kind of went awry the fbi is sort of cleaning up house at this point and trying to sort of make good on those arrests or you know hold people yeah. accountable and because there were so many photo uh, photographs in it and so much evidence on yeah, social media there was a lot of journalists there as well yeah. like to be fair like so much press yeah um so and also there's cameras in the building yeah, as well exactly, security yeah. cameras somebody by the way someone was saying to me that in the u.s they have this technology with security cameras whereby they can use thermal imaging so um so they can basically use the thermal imaging so if you're wearing something that's like masking your face they're able to like recreate like a 3d image based on like it's some crazy i don't know if that's implemented in the capital specifically but that technology apparently exists which is nuts to me so good luck to anyone that was inside the building well no not good luck to him well, Screw actually, them. yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope justice gets served. <laughs> yeah, so, so right, so FBI's cleaning up house. Mike Pence is still, uh, you know, um, Mike Pence and Trump, we don't know if they're friends still, basically. The other part of this is that, clearly, there's, we need accountability for Trump himself. Yeah. So, the Democrats are, and a, lot, a rising number of Republicans are calling for his removal from office. Yeah. And there's a couple of ways they can do that. They can... Um, Mike Pence can invoke the 25th Amendment, which is a a way, a means by which the vice president and the cabinet can kind of assert that the the president has lost control or or is incapacitated and that the vice president should rise up and, um, you know, um, hold on duties until, you know, further notice kind of thing. So they can invoke that. And that's what that's what the um, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, has asked Mike Pence to do. Yeah. She's she's formally said, "Look, look, love, you got you got twenty four hours to sort yeah, exactly, sort this yeah. out and invoke the amendment. Um, if you don't do that, we're gonna sort ourselves out and try and get the guy impeached. So that's the sort of last resort is to say we're gonna impeach this guy. So they've they've drawn up the um, articles of impeachment anyway, and they're sort of pulling. They're gonna pull the trigger when they know. Um, that's probably not. That's not a, a great time to but, use in this context. Yeah. Uh, forgive Basically, me. Basically, once the time they're, has elapsed in terms of like the that twenty-four hour yeah, period, exactly. they'll they'll start the process. Yeah. 
And then the whole point of doing it is not necessarily to remove Trump from office because obviously he's going to be leaving in a week or so from now. But it's more so to try and stop him from... Ever running again. Yeah, ever running yeah. again. And, and it's to set a precedent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to draw a line in the sand that just says that this type of behaviour is unacceptable. Yeah. And it shouldn't be excused. It's it's like a clear red line. Like It's like writing a new page in the rule book, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's worth noting that, you know, the people that did this genuinely believe that the election was stolen from them. Yeah. And they genuinely believe that Trump is their source of salvation, that Trump is the future. Trump is I the feel rightful like leader. It's Stockholm syndrome by this it's point. It's Stockholm like, syndrome cause... and it's also fascism. <laughs> yeah. Because what what American when you think of America and you think of the, you know, the beacon of democracy and yeah. this whole thing and they're so proud of their processes. In what world would you carry a Confederate flag into the yeah. um, the, the Capitol building, which is the, the what they call the people's Apparently house? Apparently, the flag is that flag has never actually entered the entered building. Entered the building because it because yeah. it stands it stands for the opposing side of America yeah. in the Civil War. Yeah, it'd be like I don't know what the example would be. It'd be like pulling a German flag into the Houses of Parliament after world war Two, yeah you don't want to do it's that. like that's the last flag yeah, you're exactly, going to see yeah. in that building do you it's highly do you char- it might just be a cloth but it's very very symbolic but it's very symbolic yeah. for the american people and that's why and and by the way the civil war was based on the <laughs> the fight to preserve sa- slavery yeah. so the confederate flag symbolizes trying the attempt to preserve sa- yeah. slavery and considering that as the rightful choice so when you're bringing that flag into the building or, you know, you're, you're saying you stand with this Confederate flag and you stand with Trump, um, it's not... And also bringing Trump flags into the building and, and yeah. sort of having this going on, it's like you don't care about America, you just care about Trump. also as well, that's what makes it a bit, like, ridiculous in terms of, like, Trump trying to distance himself from yeah. from this whole event. Because at the end of the day, no matter how, what tri- lies you try to spin... Yeah. People are they carrying flags, flags with your and name the on Make it. America yeah, Great Again and they're hats. wearing your merchandise, which you've probably profited off. Yeah, and sold on the shop or sold at the rallies. Bro, you've worn it yourself. Tent. He had a tent near the situation. Yeah, they were all watching it. Did you watch that video? Yeah, I saw it. Him and, and a, um, a vanker underneath, in, like outside yeah. garden party. I, don't, I thought that with, with yeah. TV screens, watching it go down in front Absolutely of them, absolutely ridiculous. Expecting that yeah. the, t- the like they're gonna that something's gonna happen that works in their favor. Yeah. I don't know what was going through their head. The other thing to mention too, which is um, that five people have died as a result of this riot. So one, including one police officer uh, and one more that I think it was an army veteran. And uh, it's, I think reports say that you know this woman was um, was radicalized in some ways. So there's a lot of uh, sort of in in digesting what happened and getting profiles of some of the people that participated. Yeah. There's a lot of information coming out around you know how how many of them are kind of um, army vets or have you know been I don't know been in, in situations like that that have then or, or were sort of benign before yeah or patriots before you know yeah, kind it's of, a real you know, spectrum of people like, and, yeah. and actually just how they've been radicalized through social media and like they didn't hold these views before and now yeah. they do and they feel and like i said kind of to reiterate they genuinely feel like they were doing something for you know for the future of their country yeah. um, or taking their country back but i think the problem is is that like you said 
what they're really what they're really gunning for is Trump. But then Trump is not here for you. Trump is here for himself. He's doing all of this for self self-preservation he doesn't care about you he doesn't as soon as as soon as you lot are in trouble he's trying to distance himself from you so he was all for you when you were outside and doing doing whatever and as soon as it turned into a message that he couldn't align with because it was would be detrimental to his brand he turns his back on you so he he's not for you like as you said before like the fact that it's been almost a week and he hasn't really said anything conciliatory towards Mike Pence. Like that guy has like been by your side. Yeah. He's your number two. He took and a fly on his head in the yeah, debates. Yeah, exactly. For you, fam. He's how how many times has he spun your lies or been loyal to you? <laughs> and it's just you don't even have anything to say. Like no, guys, he's one of us. Or do you get what I'm saying? Well, it's he just, said that conditionally. Yeah. So at the protests before they became riots, he said. Mike Pence, basically, if, if he knows what's good for him, Mike Pence is a good guy. He's a decent guy, yeah. and he should he should come through for us, is what he's saying. And also, he would, he yeah. needs to come through for us today, which is you know code for overturn the results illegally. It's not possible. Yeah, and also as well, like j- just before we started recording this, I showed Sophia a video um, of Trump. Basically, he's it's the first time he's come out since. Yeah, I think um, it's, it must have been an airplane hangar, no? Yeah, so he's on. He's flying somewhere. I don't know if he's trying to fly out the country. Was he trying to get to Scotland? I, I don't know. And then the Scottish they, MP was like, um, Nicola bitch, Sturgeon was like, not having. No, it. you can't. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> we're on lockdown. She said she was. She was sassy. She was like, we're in lockdown. Firstly, secondly, it has to be for essential travel, and you going golfing. It's, it's not, not essential. Yeah. And also, I, I, the Scots will... They'll and the be Scots on, they, hate his yeah, ass. Yeah, they will be on him. Anywho... You know but they put out Mexican flags for his when yeah, he came saw, to visit? Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, but anywho, the, the clip I showed you. So, um, just for some context, obviously he's flying and he's he's um, he's making some well, he's rough comments. He's about to board. And again, it's the whole self-preservation thing. He's like trying to distance himself, saying that um, his words have been reviewed and that it was reviewed by people that also, uh, he's pinning the blame and trying to like, mm. sh- like do whataboutery, like um, mm. bringing up the riots that was happening in um, Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. that was like quite sustained for some time. And obviously there was some condemnation of it and blah, blah 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 and saying these imaginary people that no actually what happened in portland was peaceful protests but the national guard was was yeah, put on was them basically yeah. unnecessarily <laughs> well yeah. see they've got time for that but they're not for the role well there you go the real thing there you go. but yeah so he's basically got these imaginary people that are apparently saying to him and reassuring him that what he said is fine and it's just speaking to that whole notion of him just being out for um, self-preservation he's also demanding and saying and basically threatening like it's hitting Mm -hmm. me now he threatened Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer who's like the Mm -hmm. um, speaker of the house and stuff saying that if they go through with the impeachment proceedings that there's going to cause tremendous danger tremendous danger that's a threat like and then he's smart now i feel like he's now cottoned on to what he did wrong last week and it's like instantly he goes by saying that which is a very inflammatory statement and then after the last thing he says before he goes into the plane is i don't want no violence Mm. so it's like you're saying one thing tremendous danger and then trying to preface you're associating a legal or or or, a certain act administrative process that would be perfectly within their right to do they're, they're perfectly within their right to do it. I, I also but do you think see what I'm saying about like it's like he's, it's like a dog whistle. It's like yeah. tremendous dangers, like the code word. But yeah. then just yeah. so that I can cover myself and yeah. not garner any more hostility and attention and stuff, yeah. 
uh, like I'm just going to say I don't want any violence. And yeah. then another one as well, the word witch hunt. Yeah. That, that's also like, because you use that in the speech. That's like, not a disarming... It's like um, when we were watching Gar- the Scientology... Yeah, garnering sympathy. When we're watching the Scientology um, documentary and that anybody that's a critic of Scientology, they it's call a them... suppressive Yeah, person. suppressive. Yeah, you don't want to be an SP. Like, yeah. and it, like that. that's like really burned into them. So I feel like that phraseology about witch hunt and obviously, like, obviously mm-hmm. there was like a history in America of witch hunts in like Salem and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying? It's but like, do you know what I also was thinking about today? I think that's part of why Mike Pence is not invoking the 25th Amendment because yeah. he genu- I I feel like there is so- that's something we're not considering is yeah. that his life is in real danger if he does that. Surely. Yeah, actually, that's a good point because it's like. So even though it's kind of the right, you, it's yeah. the right thing to do. Absolutely, he's in his he's within his power to do it. He has Democratic and Republican support. So, you know, bipartisan support to do it. Yeah. Not not ton of Republicans, might I add, which is a shameful in of itself that after all of this, that you still have people supporting Trump. Yeah. God help them. Anyway, Trump, so Pence could, could do this. Now, yeah, part, part of me thinks maybe he doesn't just, he can't be bothered or he doesn't want to or he thinks it's too late. But another part of me thinks, well, no... It, People were shouting, "Mike, hang Mike Pence!" This is yeah. he's had no. He's Trump hasn't come through for him this whole time. Like you said, the, the dog was the dog whistles keep coming. I think that he there's part of him that doesn't want to do it because he genuinely feels like when, you know, when when they turn a new leaf and they they have the inauguration and Biden and yeah. um, Harris are in are in the office, Pence is kind of left to his own devices a bit, yeah. and he will have to pay the consequences for his actions and if he takes the action to invoke that amendment i don't know what happened to him yeah or further inflammatory like yeah. make the situation worse for him on a personal on level on a personal level yeah. and i don't know if that's being cons- i don't i imagine there's people be like look love he's got security service for the rest of his life he doesn't yeah he better have because or, or it, something uh, like that yeah. you know it shouldn't stop him from doing the right thing da 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 but i can't help but think that that might be a reason not to mm. not to um, excuse him and all of his support and his behaviour over yeah. the last four plus years anyway, right? And and just his politics and, you know, but I'm not trying to humanise these these people, but I just, I think it's bizarre. Um, and equally, you know, anyone that we, I think no matter what step we try and take to, to hold Trump accountable, there's going to be that, that real danger because yeah. they were they 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 came in with zip ties. They were trying to yeah, and also as well, they're group. not gonna care if they get they if they get their intended targets last week or if they get them tomorrow. Yes, like a win's a win as far as them as as far yeah. as they're concerned. And actually, and that twisted. leads us on to the next part of this discussion, which is how do we get here and what's coming up next? Yeah, because right? yeah, exactly. Because it, it's not just an isolated incident. There's this is. Number one, it's been like arguably years in the making. Up that to, you would, up to yeah, 12 years in the that making. That you'd get some sort of like flashpoint like this occurring. Well, well, just also when you consider Trump's rise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, and I, I remember saying to you, like, I've, I, I guess it wasn't until um, recently that I didn't, as I was saying, I didn't realize just how much groundwork that Trump put into 
actually becoming president. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just... He, he rallied a base behind him. Yeah, exactly. He's built this up over years. And then, obviously, as well, like, he's leveraged his celebrity and, like, his public persona. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's not been, like, a quick... Like, I know people say he's dumb or... But this, there was nothing dumb about it. It was no. very, very calculated. Yeah. And yeah. he's rich enough to have people... I know he's in 400 mil in debt. Yeah. But at least at the time, he had... And I think he's always had enough resources to have people around him. To have yeah. a team, right? A team of smart people that can do stuff for him. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, you know, do whatever... Do his bidding, basically. Like, case in point, if you want to... Like, the whole voter suppression... Um, tactics that was used to get him in so just quickly on that is basically um, if you're unaware of it um, in 2016 when he ran against Hillary Clinton um, rather than fighting for every vote he made sure to basically suppress Hillary's vote so if um, so people were basically categorized into two camps people that um, would vote that could be convinced into voting for Trump and then people that they needed to um, that they knew that they couldn't convince so therefore they needed to make sure that they just didn't vote whatsoever so then they would create social media campaigns or collateral that was around the pointlessness of voting yeah or like any like bringing up stuff that um that hits any of their pain points with um hillary clinton featured yeah like yeah just anything and everything yeah exactly what's the point yeah kind of encouraging apathy yeah and it it worked to some large degree and there's like there's data to back it up as well this isn't just some hyperbole or just some random anecdote this is data driven this this Yeah. yeah um the other part of this too is that I'm kind of drumming, uh, going back to what you said about he's been he's been doing this for years and he built he built something over over years, yeah. right? And you know when we think about, um, I think our friend said that Trump was born out of Obama, yeah, right. And this idea that he didn't come out of a vacuum, he it's not just that he's a celebrity and that you know he he noticed or he 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 is just power hungry. Firstly, he's m- maniacal. Like he he's purely self-driven like he doesn't consider the people or what benefits others he's also recorded saying that uh he he will he will run for republicans because it's easier to win that way yeah that he doesn't care what party he stands for he just wants to be the, the in the winning party yeah so there's that going on but then also whatever dissatisfaction and we know this from uh like the social dilemma uh check out that episode um and just generally how misinformation spreads and you know for example like in this country we have this you know the big thing around brexit was anti-immigration right yeah. and just like the, there's certain narratives that pop up that are then fueled to to explain your dissatisfaction yeah, with life or, yeah exactly yeah if something's wrong in your life oh it's that person over right. there and if you can then find a figurehead that can represent the change for that so he represents building a wall in Mexico yeah. to get the immigrants out. He represents the Muslim ban to take, get all the Muslims out. He represents economic, uh, you know, prosperity because he himself is a is a millionaire. You know, even though that won't actually materialize into everyone else becoming He's an millionaire. Aspirational figure and so minds. all of that stuff that was happening, which continues to happen, you always have a disenfranchised disenfranchised community. You'll always have people that are on the lower end of the economic scale. You'll always have, like especially in America, the rural urban divide. Yeah, that those people, uh, you know, 
if if Obama didn't fix their problems, Trump will. Right? Yeah, exactly. But, it's always an easy answer. Obama's answer to fix those problems didn't didn't do it for them. Yeah. Right. So like their lack of economic prosperity, because he didn't say, oh, it's the immigrants. You know, that's not as satisfying to to say that it's because yeah. of your lack of education or um, you know the the rural urban divide or wealth disparities in your specific community or the fact that the you know there's many socioeconomic factors at play it's so much it's so much easier and more and so much more satisfying to to say oh it's immigrants you know and and like you said that kind of the dog whistle kind of approach so um, you know i think that when you consider trump as something that's not out of a vacuum that's been brewed over years and when you p- pile money on top of that I mean, we're only seeing now that people are kind of starting to back away from Trump and, you know, pull pull funding or, you know, and it's like, where were you? Like, they don't care, right? I think... Also, as well, I keep thinking, um, another, like, I don't want to go too deep into that because we can end up talking forever about the different motivations of the people that would vote for Trump. But I'm just thinking about, like, the conservative Christians as well. Yeah. So, for example, they wanted a conservative job, so, uh, judge on the Supreme Court yeah, so to protect, would, uh, you know, yeah. um, pro-life, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, he would, he basically, it's like, he used the Republican um, party platform and, like, he made sure that he hit each one yeah. of the, but he, the what constituents I'm saying is like, within it. He has, like, he has the resources to pay for a team that can yeah. do that for him, more importantly. He doesn't know how to do these things himself. Yeah. Right? He just, he just wants power. He just wants to be the face of power and also be powerful. Yeah. And, Everyone else around him, his minions, get to do all of that stuff. They're really telling him, "Oh, can you appoint this person? Because yeah. we've got we've got shit to do." Yeah. So, but kind of going back to like how we got here, think of all of that dissatisfaction brewing, disenfranchisement, the the rhetoric that's spread on social media, the misinformation, and the algorithms that support it, and this idea that I think it's sixty four percent of people that join. Um, these like QAnon conspiracies and stuff. Yeah. It's only because they were shown it on Facebook algorithms. So it's not like it's something that naturally occurs to them or they're interested in it. It's something that's pushed in on them through social media ag- algorithms. So the I think it's just this recipe for disaster. You've got someone that's a figurehead, basically a fascist, that's promising the world. Mm. You've got social media algorithms that are spreading misinformation and creating community around misinformation. You've, you've got just general, generally people's, you know, dissatisfaction with life or with their circumstances, which might be rightful, by the way, it might be that you, you're rightfully disenfranchised, like you, you are rightfully dissatisfied with your situation and that there aren't enough opportunities for you and your family. And it's not wrong to want change. And it's not wrong to want change. And there's like yearning for change. But when you combine that with the conspiracies that are spreading, plus someone that's claiming to, to you know, say, like even in his speech, he's like, you're, we love you, you're very special. This was stolen from us. Like he, he really supports it that and really feels makes, it. It makes the whole, um, that mantra that James O'Brien keeps mentioning about contempt for the, don't have contempt for the con, have contempt for the con men. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like peep, the peeps that have been conned into this yeah. ideology and stuff, their intentions are, are, are more times than none actually like quite wholesome and noble like they want things to improve they're unhappy yeah. with the 
with the reduction in like living standards and stuff they they want to like you you hear them they want their country back they want yeah yeah, they, yeah. it's like hear, it's sincere yeah it's yeah. a sincere but cry they, it's but like the but irony. the answer is not well, the what irony been is led that they they claim to be American. They, they're so proud of being American, yeah. but then they're placing all their faith and hope and and putting their life on the line for someone that that is actively like. In what world would the president of the country say storm this, like encourage them or not stop them yeah. from storming the people's house? It's always what he wants as opposed to what they want or what they need. Like, yeah. do they need a capital stormed right now in order to improve their life? No. But have they been led to believe that storming that a capital do yeah. will do that? Yes. It's like, yeah. it's always like, okay, if you help me, like, vote for me, do this for me, like, yeah. do you get what I'm saying? Then I will eventually do something for I'm you. But that day never knowing, seems to come. Yeah. And also, I'm interested in learning how their life has materially got, like, kind yeah. of objectively improved in four years. Right? Did they get a better job because of Trump? Did they? From what I can um, see, he did you know, ta- massive tax cuts and like. Yeah, but not for the people that yeah, stormed exactly. the that's house. What yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like for the people that stormed the house. No, yeah, of course the billionaires are fine. Yeah. And I think typically because Republicans are so hell bent on supporting corporate PACs and yeah. just like Wall Street, billionaires tend to fare better when there's a Republican president. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the people that are storming the Capitol, right? That. That those are the Rust Belt and the, the people in the Bible Belt and, you know, like blue collar, you know, I just think, it, like you said, it's just a shame. It's just that the, it's not, there's a mismatch. Yeah, that's the sad thing about it is because ultimately I feel like with all the years that have gone by, like politically, like since, I know there's day-to-day issues that are more pressing and that need to be resolved and stuff, but no one's really had an answer for like these fundamental problems because it always seems to be the same or no matter who's in the presidential chair or whatever, like or even here in this country, if like if it's Thatcher or if it was like, do you get most of what I'm saying? It's it's but here's the thing: it's always that same issue that hasn't been addressed, which is people want better living standards and they just they don't want much. They're not asking for. 10 like 10 percent gdp or or some crazy crazy stuff they just yeah. want to live their life and be happy but no politician has really like dug in or has actually communicated that look i won't be able to do this in my four or five years but if we work in a more long-term fashion rather than me just trying to get some quick wins so you can vote me in again do you get what i'm saying like there's not enough long-term thinking which will probably actually address these issues as yeah. opposed to it's also not worth mentioning uh, this is not to excuse what this group of people which are you know domestic terrorists there's no two ways about yeah. it there's no other way to explain it um yeah it was an insurrection I'm and there's not, always so yeah. many people that feel the same way but they didn't go and storm a capital yeah. with zip ties to try and capture representative like yeah. you know there's uh, some point there needs to be like cognizance of what's happening and not just falling into it um and i think what you said is true is that you know the biden is not going to fix all of this in one year and actually it'd be naive to think he could yeah he's not going to he's and not this is... well this whole idea of bringing unity i think that's the another word that everyone's banning about right now oh um, conveniently now 
yeah, yeah. more Con- upset. Conveniently yeah. oh, now, now we yeah. need unity. Unity Whereas all of a sudden all after of a sudden, four years of division yeah. and are oh, the Democrats this, the Democrats but now, that. But now it makes now, now unity, you look real bad. You want you, unity. And then yeah. Joe Biden, like fair play to him, this entire time has been saying, "I am unity, unity, unity Canada, yeah. Canada. I want to heal the nation. I want to bring everyone together." And now the Republicans are telling us, yeah, go, exactly. Oh, can you tell Nancy Pelosi to not impeach Trump because yeah, that would be really just... bad for unity? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like come it's on. Exactly yeah. but I think Biden has more pressing I think because he's not going to fix that in a year or maybe even four but he obviously is going to be focusing on the coronavirus and all of the other stuff going on um, and I think the, the the thing we need to be cautious of is that this like you said this mentality doesn't go away magically when there's a, a new person in power yeah. and that we as far as this the domestic terrorists are concerned this was a big win for them. Yeah, they, and yeah, they that's the ransacked officers. They uh, put people in danger. They caused a ruckus. They stole paperwork and computers and intel. You know, apparently they've been uploading. So um, they stole Nancy Pelosi's computer or something, and they've started uploading documents. Online. This is a win for it's them. Like, so even nuts. though the social media platforms have since, and oh, we haven't even touched on that. You know, they've <laughs> since banned Trump um, uh, from a bunch of stuff, and the Amazon Web Services have cancelled Parlo, which is a kind of right wing. Um, People echo worried chamber. that's where they were going to like um, organize for. Yeah, the, the the thing that's the thing. Like none of this actually stops the movement. Yeah, really, it just at the very worst will slow it down, but. It might actually just fuel their fire that they're being silenced. Them, the whole point of all of this is that they feel silenced and they want, you know, they want their voices to be heard. They're feeding and, off that victim energy at the moment. It yeah, seems. and and what happened on at the Capitol was an insurrection, was a was an attempt to overthrow yeah. the government. Truly, like that's what that's what happened. You can argue that there was a mix of people in there that were kind of there to protest and it got out of hand. Yeah. Or people that, like, I, I keep coming back to that zip tie thing because that's so terrifying to me. That picture of someone in full army gear. That guy, thing. he so was in the army. Are, he was a lieutenant. Yeah, exactly. he, army like, it's, it was no joke. If that guy actually got to somebody, it yeah. would have been, like, quite a serious situation. Glass, like, it's glass not... was shattered. You know, like I said, like, offices ransacked. Like, all of this stuff happening. You could, like, there's there were people that came in there with an agenda. And, and I think Trump fueled that. You know, he inspired it. He instigated it with his speeches prior to this day as well. And he was pleased when it happened. And it's only when it turned on him messaging-wise that he, you know, backed out. But anyway, um, I think, yeah, Biden's got a job in his hands to try and unite the country. I think the Republicans are dealing with a massive identity crisis as far as, you know, what's going to rise out of this. Where do they really go from here? But then the the thing is, I feel like... um, (sighs) Because what I don't know how it works because it, it like their parties isn't like the same sort of party situation that we have here where um so for example they don't really rally together until the election comes round right am, am I right in thinking mm, I think they do a fair bit I mean they've been very very organized for the last four years right? so yeah. they've they've kept up that interest it's not but like, I mean as in like there's no like party leader in the interim period yeah together. there is there's um so they have a Republican National Convention yeah. and the Democratic National Convention, which are kind of, I think they're like mini charities or mini companies yeah. that sort of run throughout the whole time. So there's a head of each of those. So there's a head of the DNC yeah. uh, and RNC. And then there's, um, 
the I think we haven't even touched on this, like the head of these different media companies. Yeah. You know, like figureheads, like Ben Shapiro and Steve Bannon. Yeah, no, because that's what I was going to say. It seems like compared to here where it's like you'll have like uh, Keir Starmer or Boris Johnson or, or like the or Nicola Sturgeon or something. Well, you've it doesn't got... seem to be like single figureheads. It seems to well, be like a do, collection Well, you of do. People. You do in media, like a, like as mentioned, but you yeah. also have, you have um, Mitch McConnell yeah. and you have Marco Rubio. Like you have different Republican senators that are kind of the figureheads of, you know, Republican politics that yeah. will go on Fox News and talk, right? But I think that this raises a good question, though, of who rises up after Trump. Yeah. Because if, if by some miracle, the 25th Amendment invokes, he gets removed. If he gets impeached and convicted, not cr- criminally convicted, but convicted in the Senate, then he's not allowed to run again. Yeah. And then everyone's saying, oh, you know, his son will do it, <laughs> right? So we're thinking, you think past 2021, right? You've got to think 2024, who's running then? Yeah, because this thing doesn't, like, this, again, this, we this keep saying it. This is going to continue. This isn't a, a single one-off event. Like, Hell the no. same way how it's been years in the making for this to happen. It's it's just another page in a very, very long-running battle. That you, we have to, like, think three chess, chess moves ahead, Yeah. right? So if, if Trump comes back in 2024 he might have a case to go again yeah right because and, and just like he won last time he would win that time because he's now built up he's arguably four already ye- four like, more years he's arguably like planting the seeds already for he's been planting yeah. the seeds he, he's because it'll be like redemption and all these saw, powerful stories that right, were like, right and, and so there's that his family members like jared kushner or his son you know junior they can do that yeah um, but yeah, I mean, that there's what, what's come out here is that people that are backing away from Trump right now and, and turning their back on him, I mean, too little, too late, firstly, but yeah. um, there's the Republican Party has somewhat been splintered this whole time, but they've sort of banded behind Trump anyway because they were like, oh, we'd rather just be in power yeah. than, than, you know, fight over it. And every time he said something abhorrent, they've gone, oh, you know, Trump, what, what's he like? Yeah. Silly Billy, yeah. But now, after this incident, they there's very clear splintering happening. Yeah, they're pulling in two di- two different two directions. different directions. There's the Trumpists, and then there's the Republicans. Yeah. You could say, and I think the next outcome out of this is that, you know, kind of like we have here, we've got the Liberal Democrats and the Labour Party. They're kind of the same in most in most cases, but they have subtle differences, right? You're going to have that, but just on a more ele- extreme it's level defi- it's basically got... the debates going into actually the next... a better example yeah. is bmp or ukip versus conservatives in this country yeah so so actually that, yeah that is that's a, much a really good yeah. example so yeah brexit party versus conservatives exactly much so you'll have the trumpists on the left on the right which is like the brexit party or the ukips of the world so the, those are the real trumpists and then you've got the just normal Bog standard, slightly crappy <laughs> Republicans. Box, you could arguably say that the, um, what's happened to the Conservative Party over like the last three years is probably representative of what's going to happen in the states. But the difference is, instead of it being over Brexit, it's over this issue of Trump and like yes. Trumpism. So no, but I'm just saying it was just going to be your bog standard right right wing because like you know, right leaning. Like basically, it's like the. 
I guess the equivalent of Trump is one in the Conservative Party, whereby it's the Brexiteers of one. Um, whereas yeah. before you had like, I guess you could call them like small C conservatives, like yeah. the one I've mentioned them before, like the One Nation Tories, like they're more closer to the centre than they are to the right. Yeah. Whereas now it's like in in the states, what's going to be playing out? They've is been like, pushed. They've been pulled so far to yeah, the exactly. right to the Trumpists like methodology yeah. that they're now going to try and it's a, a, a some what's the word a battle for the soul back. of the party is basically going to yeah so having place. like I said yeah exactly like an identity crisis yeah. so then when we come to re-election Biden's re-election in 2024 you're going to see in the process of that you're going to see someone that becomes the leader of the opposition that's either a Trumpist or a you know Normal, here's a good point quote, actually normal republican yeah this uh, that's a which good point which is still like I really like bad but the one thing i haven't seen like in the aftermath of this is that who's gonna be the figurehead or like is anyone already jostling for position in terms of like being the anti-trump because yeah. i feel like that trump's already got momentum like yeah. he, he's not even Whoever's skipped gonna, a beat like he's yeah. not even mourned his election loss he's already on it he's probably gunning for it whether if it's going to be him himself or his Someone son else. or his daughter yeah. or somebody else yeah whereas like the if the i don't know it just feels weird saying it. if the good republican is right. gonna <laughs> that's what i was trying to say like, if they're gonna <laughs> if the like i call them the lincoln project style republicans just to to put some yeah. to frame it the people that have been trying to fight for the soul of the party yeah exactly yeah if they don't get their act together like and self-organize yeah, themselves then, yeah yeah because again it's pulling in two different directions and one yeah. side is going to win out one side already seems to have the momentum one side is going to represent the 75 plus million people that voted for trump yeah. in this election so bear in mind biden won and he won by a fair margin, but still. I get, can I be real? Still, I get pissed off when I hear. turnout for Trump. I highest get pissed turnout. off when I keep hearing, oh, we the 75 million and 75 million. And I, I hear what you're saying. I know a lot of people lent their votes to Biden, but 81 million people still voted for him. Because Trump was so bad. But when you take Trump out of the equation and you have someone that can string a sentence together and represent Republican values in an articulate yeah. and charming, charismatic way, uh, but it Biden might be Trump up, himself again, though. Right, but it might not be. Yeah. It might be. It might be Trump. Trump's, you know, pro- protege who comes through and says all the same things, but says them in a much better way. Yeah, that's you what know? I was going to say. That just that the says only, a lot about Tr- human Trump's failing is that he's can, a bumbling idiot yeah. and that he he doesn't know when to shut up sometimes. And that's for a lot of Republicans. They were like, oh, we kind of crossed the line here. Mm. Like when he started to like have a go at Hunter Bi- at Bo Biden during the debate saying, oh, you know, having no regard for his son that died yeah. during the debate. It's like he's, because he's just such a bad person. Republicans that voted for him in 2016, because they really like were, no way in hell were they going to vote, Cl- yeah. vote for Clinton, right? So then they go to this, these debates and they're like, Biden's not that, why are you hating on Biden so much? Like, why are you, why are you, you know, kind of crapping on his son late son's name and you know whatever so they voted for biden because trump was such a bad option but when you take trump out of the equation and you have someone that's a bit more put together 
they'll they'll jump ship. They'll go straight well, back know, to I, I the re- like, voting Republicans. So I, I don't think Biden yeah. himself is like the pull. I was gonna unless like okay, I, I accept that there might be like a lot of spin that might happen to like try and soften the blow or like reinterpret history or rewrite history. But for me, what I see is is that even if you do bring in a suave, like well-spoken person that can blur the lines a bit, it's still ultimately the same sort of ideology, and it's still the same sort of like. At the end of the day, it's they're not that message isn't really there for the people that it seeks. Um, it seems to attract. It's not going but it's to always give been the effective outcomes. before. It's yeah. the same that you could say that about the Republican Party overall, but yeah. people still vote for it. I don't it's people just, it's people just, vote for the values that they see reflected like they they yeah. want the pro life agenda to be moved forward or yeah. they want they want to be made rich so they think by bailing out wall street that helps that like it's not the, gonna help and you. there's just like that cognitive dissonance that yeah. occurs but they would do they do it each time and they do it in faith they believe that republican party aligns with their values and in this case it was hard to reconcile that this guy called trump who, yep, I voted for him in 2016, but I can't get behind him this year because he just feels like such a bad option. Yeah. I'm going to vote for Biden this time. I'll vote for Biden on this occasion, right? And and I think he, because Biden in, is uniquely positioned because he has bipartisan support. Yeah. So he had the late John McCain. Um, and he's, he's always widow, been a bit Cindy bipartisan. McCain, so John McCain actions. was like a, uh, you know, revered Republican senator and very close friend of Biden. And... When, uh, for context, he's the guy that ran against Obama. Was it the second or the first yeah, time? Yeah, he ran against Obama, I can't remember. But he, he voted against a Republican bill to slash Obamacare. Yeah. He was the only Republican to do that. He And he basically was very a very principled Republican. So when his widow supported, publicly endorsed Biden, that was a big blow to the yeah. Trump movement. But the th- that's the thing. It's not... Cindy McCain and others like, you know, the principled Republicans, let's call them, are not in it for Trump. They're in it for the Repub- They're in it for the country. And that's why I think people are now like circulating online is like, I think there was a, a Abraham Lincoln quote or something to that effect that says, you know, you should be, um, you're a patriot if you support the country, not the president. Yeah. And stuff like that, where you, where people that are super interested in, um, forwarding the agenda of one person at, at the expense of the country or at expense of democracy See, even that again as well it's like somebody has the intention of like loving their country and like that might be seen as a noble cause and stuff i've never really understood patriotism um but i, I accept that it can be seen as a good thing Again, it's like they're being twisted. Like you're only a patriot, or you can only receive the patriot badge yeah. if you do this. If you or, vote Republican, yeah, it's like it's weaponized so, against you. It's yeah. not and serving the, you. But the, I think the people, Republicans with sense voted for Biden. Put it that way. Yeah. So and I guess I, that, I guarantee those Biden people still line. feel like patriots. They don't feel like they've no. They did it for their yeah. country. They did it for the betterment of their country, um, and they felt like Biden was a better leader that could take them to the places that they wanted to go. Yeah. But they don't think fundamentally that democratic values align with them. So they will vote. They will vote Republican at the next available opportunity when it makes sense for them. Yeah. That's and, that's the thing we need to bear in mind. That seventy-five mil is will may grow yet again in favor of republican ideals and biden is the the person for the job now because he's unique like i said uniquely positioned he he always had bipartisan support 
Um, he's quite down the middle. He's not super left. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. And he's you know all about unity. He's always been about that. But I think the selection of the Democratic um, nominee at the next go, if he doesn't go for election, is is incredibly critical for for this whole story as well. Because There's you need that, someone yeah. equally equally you know charismatic and. Um, you know, whoever whoever stands up to whether it's Trump or whoever the Republican nominee is, you need you need a a really compelling Democratic nominee to close this for the you know the following four years. Um, it's it's honestly it feels like a battle that's being going that's going on even before. Well, this is part of some politics. It's, it's You've got crazy, this left yeah. and this right, and you're like pulling it to you know. You're, it's but you know, it's not even that. It feels tug like of war it feels, each time. It feels like almost like a cold war or a proxy war. Like, and the proxy countries is the left and the right, but then behind it it's like you've actually got fascists that are weaponizing the republican yeah, I mean, party that's the thing got, that's happening that people aren't saying? talking about like, people were too scared to talk about was to call trump a fascist or say that he supported fascism or he but has fascist tendencies, tendencies. yeah and, but like, when you see that people stormed the capital the democratic building of the united states of america when they stormed that building with confederate flags and with trump flags yeah, it's a pretty compelling case, yeah. right? That the, the things have gone too far. And I think that's why you've now got cabinet members who are, you know, resigning. Um, you've got Republicans that are now registering Democrat, Republican senators, right? So right. this is... The, it's a big thing. And also it's what the not to... The rats are, rats are leaving a sinking yeah. ship. There's was, a bit of that happening. I was going to say as well, like, this is also on a, like, on a fundamental level for, like, democracy... Because um, I heard somebody saying, like, the real losers in this isn't um, necessarily just Americans, but it's, like, people in Hong Kong. It's <laughs> people in Belarus that are mm-hmm. fighting against dictatorships. It's people in Poland. It's, like, anyone that's in a different country that's yeah. trying to advocate to, like, try and make their lives better. And no, more times than none, they've been able to, rightly or wrongly, point towards American as, like, the so-called beacon of, of democracy and stuff. They're, 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 they're like China's going to laugh think, in the face of. Um, yeah, of, but I also think it's Hong very Kong, humbling. Gonna... It's a very humbling exercise for America, though, because they they love to say that they're the best of yeah. everything, and like they're not exempt from this. That this like, could if, yeah. this could happen to you too. Exactly. Yeah. Because how not many far times away have, from this yeah, they've how many times have you like? Well, I have this perceived perception that they look down on other countries. I know I can't point to any specific examples. Oh my god! But, yeah. Like. They've they've clearly intervened, or they're clearly like you. You hear them say like, "Ah, oh, I think I even heard Biden say it like that." He's been around the world and he's had to deal with like crazy dictators and stuff. Like, yeah, do you get yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? There's like this looking down their nose at other countries and like we're number one, we're the beacon, we're the world leader, leader of the free world. This 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 yeah, rhetoric that, and it's like all and like yes there's some like maybe like you do have some reasons to be proud and stuff and like you do play a, a hugely influential 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 oh my days influential role on the on go. the world stage but i feel like it, the reputation's been damaged and also well, that's as well, why biden yeah. is trying to He's like got a big he, job on his hands. Well, but that's why when he got elected, the, yeah. well, some of the first things he did was publicize his international calls with other world leaders yeah. to try and get back on the world, get back on the map, like try and build. Try, part of his presidency will be to build trust again. Yeah, which Trump has done. You know, he's done so much damage on the international um, 
stage that he, you know, Trump, but Biden is just going to try and clean up house. He's going to try and clean up house for a you few things. You know what things. he's got to do? I feel like he just has to make it clear to like, like this is not the time for like any silly filibusters or any, well, any like prolonged debates on any issues. Part like of, part <laughs> of his success in building trust internationally will be of how he builds unity domestically. Yeah. And when you think of this as a domestic terrorist incident, which it was, yeah, then you know the the way you hold those people accountable will be one thing. The way you hold the president accountable is another. And how how we deal with this will determine how people, how we. I keep saying we. We're all hu- we're it all one human like there's race, two aren't we? Sides, and I just don't it, like to get what I'm saying. And it's just yeah, but I'm saying that how how it's determined, like how people decide to move on or reconcile the events, yeah, and the the deep seated, you know, um, I guess like swirling rhetoric and messaging and conspiracies and community building and you know community organizing like how all of that's happened to then create this event right Mm. all of that needs to be dissected and understood as something that is like you said it's not something that's in a vacuum or once in a lifetime but something that's been brewing Mm. and the same way that you treat you know terrorist incidents as you know something that you have to trace and track and understand the intel you have to do the same domestically and understand what what's brewing this and what the solutions could be and i think that's part of biden's success will be to as part of that bringing unity is to sort of squash all of these conspiracies firstly yeah hold social media companies to account try and try and dissect the monopoly that they are so that you could you know Facebook's inaction shouldn't be such a sweeping. Yeah, that's a, that's like, that's definitely a contribution. Shouldn't have factor. such a sweeping impact yeah. on democracy. That again, right? one that company's is... actions or inability to delete fake ads shouldn't be something that materializes into different results for an election. That, I think that's something that probably needs to happen now because I feel like we've been watching a slow a car crash in slow motion. Like yeah. we knew, like they're like hmm these social media companies seem to have a lot of power and influence and like nothing's been done to like curtail them there was committee hearings in congress where they brought in facebook and they they questioned mark zuckerberg on his ads and his answers didn't material like he didn't have any answers he just said oh but again is what i don't know if we delete them i don't know i don't know if we fact check them and I guess the point is, is that none, all of the inaction leading up to the elections, it's kind of a miracle that, that Biden got elected with all mm. of that misinformation swirling. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's in large part due to minority groups, um, particularly black women, communi- like organizing in their community in swing states like Georgia, you know, like this, the successes of the Georgia Senate, Senate races, the Senate runoffs, which we haven't even touched on. Um, the you first black and first Jewish Congress people, to, uh, Senate senators to be elected in Georgia's history. I think. Can I be real for a second here? And I know. Anyway, this might let me be finish, finish yeah, my point. Sorry. But yeah, so like that—that that is in large part why Biden won. Um, but all of that needs to continue. And on the opposite side, like kind of circling back to the initial point, is that people on the other side of the aisle genuinely feel like this was stolen from them, and they—they they genuinely feel. Um, you know, um, betrayed or not betrayed. What's the word? 
uh, aggrieved, or... aggrieved. Yeah, they, they feel injust. They feel like a sense of injustice that needs to be right. right you know, it needs to. The justice needs to be but enacted. I, I feel like they're only feeling that because they've been whipped up into thinking that if Trump doesn't get his way, then they that they won't then get their. Well, that's ways. fascism, no? Yeah. Like you, you align yourself with one person, not with your country. It's like false hope. Like I feel like, boy, my the thing I wanted to say that kind of links like in a roundabout to what you're saying is that I feel like we wouldn't have gotten to this position if it wasn't for coronavirus and if it wasn't for the Black Lives Matter protest last summer. Yeah. Because obviously coronavirus kind of like it in a very sad but probably needed way highlighted um, that rhetoric won't get your way through everything. You actually mm-hmm. have to be a good leader. You actually have to be on top of your remit. You actually have to basically be a good manager of people which trump doesn't seem to be mm. um and then also as well yeah, of course he does what are you talking about well what do he's you mean galvanized thousands of people to storm a capital no but i mean in a good leader in he terms manages of like, people no but i mean in terms of like actually getting on top of the pandemic and stuff like oh, how many right. times has he like decried it or pretended that there's not like do you get what i'm saying right, he's okay. not been a good leader in that sense i'm not talking about mobilizing a bunch of numb nuts that probably right. wouldn't take much to mobilize them anyway um and then yeah just like I feel like the Black Lives Matter because I feel like the the success in terms of like what Black Lives and the protests were able to achieve in terms of like being heard and like like the dialogue drawing that attention. Create, drawing attention that that momentum was then carried into when people were organizing themselves prior into to the election. Yeah. So again, I feel like it's this alignment of like things that wouldn't have ordinarily because before it would have been Zuckerberg probably rubbing his hands or like yeah. with his dodgy platform how many ads can I do you get what I'm run? saying like a lot yeah. in, but people were switched on this time and they were like focused and it was like yeah there were campaigns to silence or to boycott Facebook as well yeah like I feel like was that, it stop the yeah. hate campaign yeah I feel like what happened in the summer like I think the message that people took into their hearts and they followed through was like if we want things to change and we, and we have to get this thing right in November which did, like fair play and fair play to them they did but also but the thing is is that it's not gonna be easy this is as I said this has been going on probably like as we said since civil war times this ancient battle and this is just another page that's like yeah in in that massive but it's a really it's a page in a it, it's a really dark time yeah. in history though and it's, it's like gonna, it's it's really hit a new low yeah exactly it's not it's not they, cool. ha- they no, haven't not. stormed no one in american history last time a, it was stormed was by, by was the by, british by the british yeah. so no one domestically has ever stormed the capital before this is the first this is the second time well, in the capital's history that it was ever stormed yeah and they were by Americans. Imagine you're you're a terrorist sitting in like Russia or 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 you're like oh or, it's that easy. Or, is yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. Or like they they literally just I'm sure they'll shore up the security and stuff. But it, it this this isn't over, man. This it's not over by a long no. stretch. Like and if I don't know it, I feel so, like there's so many solutions as well, but they're not quick ones. They're well, definitely no. not quick ones. Well, like I said, it's just going to... Um, Biden's not going to be able to fix this in four years. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. Like, he's, it's this is a slow burn. And this is bigger than Biden. This is um, this is about the social media companies. This is about... Voting systems. Voting systems, vote suppression. Um, People feeling building, equity in building their country. Trust. Yeah. It's about bu- building trust overall. And squashing the conspiracies or, or helping people to see the light. 
in that way. Stop prioritizing and corporations. Republicans like, will also hopefully have some some kind of wake up call where they where they take the brunt of this. They ultimately have to take responsibility for how they've allowed the conspiracies to be fueled. Yeah. And or or not or basically, you know, all the Repub- Republican senators, what what community building have you done in your in your districts, in your um in your state? to educate people to you know what kind of campaigns have you done to educate people on the misinformation that's out there on social media or have you actually encouraged it or not silenced it because it's helped your elections also you know there's there's that kind of stuff that needs to happen i was gonna say it's a cautionary tale for us as well like i don't want anyone listening to this from this country from the uk like feeling a false sense of like comfort like thinking that it's just over there in the states like these like how many like times have has the world been like inspired by america like for good or for bad like it's yeah like the same things as that play here like so don't get comfy and thinking oh this is just happening no in america. the same conspiracies like, are circling here it, it can easily come here it probably is here but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll leave it there it's <laughs> it's been real yeah and the news will continue to develop and inauguration will happen late january yeah. it will happen god willing no no and no god willing no more death no death no craziness no man, more bloodshed like. and um things you know i think th- this is an oscillation isn't it it's not we're not going to be at this like high frequency forever things mm. will will simmer down but it's just hopefully I think what there's it's no done complacency is it, yeah exactly <sighs> okay all right we'll leave it there um guys thank you for listening, listening. Yeah. have a lovely week and see you next time see ya bye guys bye